Those who seek a new world order have unleashed the most devastating virus onto mankind, and not even they know the secrets hidden in their weapon. Follow along as Harry, a CDC scientist, races to figure out exactly what the virus is and how to stop it. It will be up to him and a group of Marines led by Major Sanders to stop the zombie fallout before it ravages an unsuspecting world. In Zombie Fallout Book Zero, an audio-exclusive prequel, this is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. All right, here we go. This is huge. This is what it has all come to. We are into the Zombie Fallout series. Joining me today is Paul. What's your last name? Uh, Drake. Drake. I knew it once I asked you what it was. Joining us, you're in England? In the UK, yeah. In the UK. Joining us all the way from the UK. He stayed up past his bedtime. What time is it there? Uh, It's 11 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock there. It's 6 o'clock here. So that's five hours by my 12th grade math. So that's actually pretty cool. Thank you for, uh, for staying up all the way from the UK, Paul Drake. And as always, my new co-host, <laughs> official <Yes>. co-host, <laughs> is Miss Amber Smith. What's going on? How's it feel to be now? Now it's official. I know. It feels awesome. I mean, a couple of people have said it like on the side a little bit. And I'm like, I just enjoy it. I love it. And then you <laughs> asked. And I was like, what? <laughs> There's no pay raise, uh, you know, or you get a hundred percent pay raise of of zero is zero. So, but we do it for the love of the, (laughs) we do it for the love of the craft. So yes, thank you so much. This is, uh, this is awesome. So when I started this whole podcast, the obvious choice was to start with zombie followed. And I didn't want to do that because Mark has written so many great other, other books and stories. I wanted to focus on those and kind of get, the feel for the show going, get the ball rolling, get a buzz about it before we jumped into zombie fallout. Because I knew once we jumped into ZF, hopefully we're going to get some more people on other guest panelists and things. I'm going to want to talk about the books and get everybody in tune with what we're doing here. So I am very excited. We are going to go from book zero all the way to probably by the time we finish this, he'll probably have 24 out by then because 22 is coming out. Is it 22 or 21? 21. 21 is coming out in November? Is it November? Yes. December? November, one of those? O- November October. I, I want to so say many- October 24th because okay. there's three books coming out on that day that I have highlighted. So I think it's October 24th. <laughs> I can check. All right. Paul's on it. Paul's on it. Uh, so like soon then. And... Yeah, so he's up to 21, and, and Mark is just hammering those things out. You know, he's the little monkey you see over there in the corner typing away, and eventually, you know, he's going to write all the Shakespearean novels. So, which zombie uh-huh. fallout for us, Mark is our Shakespeare, and, you know, Michael Talbot is our Macbeth or Hamlet or whatever you want to whatever you want to call him. He's our, he's our hero. We love Michael Talbot, and we are so... I'm so excited. I don't know about you guys. Can you tell mm-hmm. I'm excited? Super excited. I'm yelling. Super excited. And I got my mic turned up loud. So I, I'm probably pissing <laughs> out on people. Hang on. Let me turn it down a little bit. Uh, hang on a second. Let me shut this off. Okay. Um, we are into Zombie Fallout. Now, most people would think we're going to start with the first book, Zombie Fallout 1, which we're not going to do. We're going to go in chronological order. So, I mean, it, it's not like if you're watching the Star Wars series, you start with episode one because we don't know that one was shit. Uh, we're going to start with Zombie Fallout Zero, which Mark wrote as a short story. It's only about 
two and a half hours long, or if I listened to it these past couple of days at 1.7 times playback, it was an hour and 25 minutes. So from the time I left my depot to the time I got to my first stop today up in Westbrook, Maine, I listened to it three times. Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of in depth with this story. And I love this Mm -hmm. story because I love origin stories. And this is what this is. This is the Mm -hmm. origin story of how the zombie virus spread and how it became what it was. The story starts in New York City. We get a line of cops that are fighting back what they're calling a uh, what's it? Rioters. Yeah, the rioters. Exactly. Sergeant Lebowski. He's telling everybody, you know, hold the line. We've seen this a thousand times. You got rioters coming your way. You don't know what's going to happen. So they shoot one of them because they're getting too close. And sometimes cops have itchy trigger figures where there's a mad horde of people coming at you and nothing happens. They don't fall. They don't do anything. They just, you know, little smoke comes out of their chest. They don't know what is happening. And he orders everybody, you know what? This isn't happening. They're not leaving. Everybody go home to your families. Something's going on. He stays because that's the kind of police sergeant he is. And some of his men stay with him to fight. And I think that's a testament to the NYPD. Like him or don't like him in this story, they're kind of, you know, they kick things off and and they're doing what they have to do because they don't know what it is yet. They just think it's a group of people walking very slow that look like crap coming at you. And this scene made me think of, I don't know, did you guys ever watch Fear of the Walking Dead, the first, like the, the it's kind of like the ZF Zero of the Walking Dead series. Love the Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay, Amber, you shaking yeah. your head? I, you did. I, I watched the, I watched a couple episodes, but um, because my wife works from home, I usually only get like a couple episodes in, and she just like skyrockets past it, so I just get over <laughs> it. But I, I did watch a couple of the episodes. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first episode, it's they don't know if these people are sick, and you get you know the people. Uh, I mean, if you want to put it into categories, you get the liberals or the people on the left or the bleeding hearts, however you want to say that. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. Just saying these people are sick. You can't shoot them. You you know, you can't do this. You can't do this, even though they're literally running at people, biting their necks and doing everything they can. That's step one for me. If somebody comes at me or if somebody goes at somebody else and they're biting somebody else intentionally and drawing blood. I'm not a violent person, but that person's going down. Okay, I've seen enough movies to to, to know what's going, what's coming next. Um, That's exactly that's exactly my feeling. Like, that's why I love like later on when the uh, I think it is. uh, uh, Gosh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on the um, the one sergeant's name, but he's like, it's a zombie. Shoot him in the head. Like, I'm like, at this point, at this point, like, if we're not going straight for headshots, like, what are we really doing here? Like, like, (laughs) that needs to be your first instinct, not a warning shot, like straight kill shot. Like, come on. At this mm-hmm. point, <laughs> mm-hmm. Paul, what the, were your um, thoughts? Paul, format of the show, or just if you uh, got something to say, shout it out. Oh no, I'm, I'm fully ready to throw in a hundred ideas. I mean, I just, I literally just finished listening to Zero because I'm very peculiar and I, I love main series books, but then like the little ones that come off it, I have to be in a very particular mood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got to listen to this, so I, I was just finishing listening to it because it's got to be fresh in my mind. But there's always with with beginning of zombie stories because i love anything to do with zombies like anyone who knows me they're like anything zombie just my way and there's always two parts i love i love the city part like you're saying with the new york they're similar to fear the walking dead we have crowds of people and obviously as amber saying you know shoot them in the head like Mm -hmm. surely after you've shot someone in the chest 13 times 
go for the head. Like, yeah, you're they trying automatically to kill them. go for center mass. You know, two in the yeah. chest, one in the head. That's that's how they're they're trained. But which obviously they said training. in the, <laughs> in, the, in the book they actually said like, oh, military training always go for center mass. And it's like, yeah, go for the head. Um, yeah. And then there's obviously the same thing obviously that happens in the the actual first book, which is the suburban outbreak. So I like the city outbreak and the suburban outbreak are always my two favorite parts of any zombie any zombie oh, series really. Anything past that, I always tend to find like okay, now I'm getting a bit weird. Mm-hmm. But like I I absolutely love that the first part of it where it's just like oh yeah, as you said, you're like oh it's just writing like we've been there before and it thinking of it now it was definitely fear the walking dead that scene where they're having to run into the barber shop and you know no one knows what's going on and i mean we're all intelligent people the first time someone gets off off the floor and they're dead i meant to be like right zombie run yeah. kill them just <laughs> like, i don't know why you're messing about just get rid of them it's not it's not worth the hassle yeah and it's funny that not until the the, the, the military scene where that one guy's like they're freaking zombies shoot him in the head shoot him in the head Nobody else thought of that. And I always find that funny in a lot of zombie stories and a lot of zombie movies. It's it's 2023. If you're doing a new zombie story or whatever year this was written or anything past, I mean, shit, the 80s, you know how to kill a zombie. You know, how do you kill mm-hmm. what's already dead? Aim for the head. Bottom line, that's Absolutely. what you do. Everybody kind of acts stupid sometimes when coming across a zombie. And I'm sure I would have the same reaction like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa what the fuck is going on here? I would kind of be a little taken aback at first before, you know, I go for my pickaxe or whatever it is that I would have to do to kill the person. Not that I want to kill anybody, but in the concept of if this actually happened, if this was real, there was actually a zombie apocalypse, how would I react to it? I would be, I think the first reaction would be disbelief and then it would be shock and then it would be, holy shit, and then survival. <laughs> it probably a little, order. <laughs> little bit of excitement as well. Yeah, you'll like, be finally. Would you? finally. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd have to like to, to get someone in the head. The thing is, I would have to let at least three or four people do it first. I'd be yep. like, oh, okay, so you've shot them in the chest. Try the head. Did that work? Yeah. Okay, no, it works. Then you know, let someone else bait a test mm-hmm. the killing um, before I go in. So you British, you, yeah. you guys are too polite. We would just probably go in for the first thing. <laughs> The yeah, question over I have there, for you, Paul, you guys don't have a lot of guns over there. How would that work? I mean, would it be like Shaun of the Dead where they just, you know, he's hawking records at their heads and stuff like that? What would a zombie apocalypse do to the UK? I I guess it depends where you are. I don't know if you've seen a lot of um, like British zombie movies apart from Shaun of the Dead. I have. Um, we don't get a lot of them over it, here. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead tends to be the one everyone's like, oh, Shaun of the Dead, like that's amazing and all of that stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the thing that always gets me in zombie movies, A, they're very slow. Um, I mean, like, I, I don't know why people struggle, especially in America when it's a huge thing and there's hundreds of them. But in the mm-hmm. UK, I think it would depend because some some areas are so packed in. Um, you know, like 28 Days Later, that's if you've seen that. Ask. that was, yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah. That's kind of like the that's first the like yeah. running, running zombies. That Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I mean, that was... Zack Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead, you know, where we get fast um, zombies. But that's like primarily based in London. And like I work in London. So mm-hmm. I can tell you for a fact that if the zombie apocalypse started in London, there's no way anyone's surviving. You can't, it's sardines <laughs> in that whole thing. Really? If you go sort of further out of London, like half an hour out of London, where it's a little bit more sparse, then, you know, you've got lots of, I mean, most people in the UK have weapons, you know, not good people, but a lot mm-hmm. of, you walk into any house, you'll find a knife 
a sword. I've got three swords downstairs just for the fun of it. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of weapons, but equally we have brick houses, sturdy doors, thick windows, because we're weatherproof. So like it's, it's, I've always thought about it and I've always had this sort of thing of like, what would I use? And I tend to look around the house. I'm like, I could use that. Could you use that? I've got a cat that could probably take a few of them out. Um, <laughs> Guardians so, of the underworld. <laughs> but there are, you can get like some police carry guns. So, you know, wait a few days, let it calm mm-hmm. down go to a police station you'll find a couple of guns but god knows how you shoot them because i would i I'd, i would just sideways you know mm-hmm. wouldn't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't work I'd, I'd look cool dying at least break my yeah, arm exactly. throw my shoulder out i'd be gone um, and that dude got yeah, wasted, at least, but he looks so cool yeah yeah that's it like if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die at least you know fashionably i want people to be talking about me in a few years time like hey remember that loser who died at the beginning of zombie apocalypse who was holding yeah. a gun sideways right to his face mm-hmm. yeah, the but no, i think we would we would do pretty badly in the projectile attacking but if you've ever seen football fan videos you know that they would just swarm i mean it would be football fans versus zombies and i don't know who would win that would be a good movie. I mean, they got yeah. everything else versus zombies. Actually, so. that's one. Cockneys versus zombies. Cockneys, yeah, Great. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great British uh, British zombie movie. I think that's on, yeah. it's either on like one of those streaming, I got like 19 streaming services, yeah. but I think it's on like Tubi or Crackle or one of those free ones. So, mm. Amber, how yeah, do you I think, think you would, you, you're in, you're in Pennsylvania. What part of Pennsylvania? I keep, I keep forgetting. You in the eastern side I'm, or the western side? Um, I don't know direction like that. Um, how far are you from the Poconos? Uh, I'm probably like three hours away from there, depending oh, okay. on where, depending okay. on where in the Poconos you're going. But I'm probably like three or four hours away from there. I'm I'm in Lancaster, so um, everybody calls this like Amish country because they think the Amish run around where I'm at. But mm-hmm. um, the Amish are like predominantly around the area that I'm at. But it's not. I'm, I live in a city area. Amish are like twenty minutes either direction so that's mm-hmm. that's where i'm at and i i do have to say this really quick this like the way people act in the beginning of zombie movies is why i absolutely adore world war z me and me and mel watched that movie like at a drop of a dime because mm-hmm. i love I, I i love how quick he like sees the problem and is analyzing the situation and mm-hmm. taking care of his kids at the same time like i'm i love that fact of the movie like he got right to the chase and i absolutely love that about the movie yeah. i wish i could be like that but i'll probably go to holy shit oh my god this is really happening where are my guns like yeah. it's a whole process mel seeing voldemort's head in the back of uh, professor quirrell's head like <laughs> what the fuck what the actual fuck oh my god you haven't seen yeah, talking yeah, about look on the look on the uh the, the the Michael Talbot Facebook page. It's Amber's wife, Amber videoing her wife watching Harry Potter <laughs> for the first time when when uh Professor Quirrell takes the turban off his head and sees Voldemort's face on the back of it. It is absolutely I mean, if you can oh. swear on America's funniest home videos, you guys would be taking home a hundred grand and going on a Disney cruise because it's hilarious. So it, it's, it was, it's very, it was absolutely funny. authentic. <laughs> it was absolutely authentic. Um, but I think on your point about how we would, I think in Lancaster fare with like a, an apocalypse, um, personally for me, this is why I love that I live on the second floor because I'm tossing my couch over the steps after <laughs> I, after I raid the BJ's that's like five minutes away from me, mm-hmm. I'm going to raid the BJ's, bring everything into my house and I'm tossing my couch over the balcony. So can't nobody come up here and I'm, I'm staying in my house. Like I'm not playing any games. Nope. I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. And 
the UK, like you said, you guys, your houses are very, they're all older. So it's all brick and stone. I was over here. They're made out of matchbooks, you know, and, yeah. and wood and tinder. I was going to say, go, go to the Amish for survival, but they don't have, they just got those little fences and their little buggy roads, but they uh-huh. got the sickles. They got a lot of weapons, but at the same time is I think they would get wiped out because it's all farms. There's no protection on there, but for we survival, for the-, the, the Amish know how to, survive off the land they don't need electricity they don't need all this crop you know they can milk your cow and your goats and make your cheese in a four-course meal you know they're like macgyver with natural resources uh-huh. that's what they could do so yep. find an amish family bring them to your house and keep them up on the second floor with you safe <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't bathe very often so that might be a problem in the beginning but after the water shuts off yeah nobody's gonna bathe it. you know so. <laughs> go ahead paul Wait for the the. I mean, because I've always had this theory with zombie apocalypse, and I mean, when I say I've been thinking about this for a long time, I, I think some of my earliest memories were like, how could I survive a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. while I was, you know, drinking a milk bottle or whatever? And so you always wait, you always wait the three to five days for the initial outbreak to happen, mm-hmm. and then you go and you get your supplies. So like, yeah, the Amish might not su- uh, survive, but their carts will, their you know, their their tools will. So like, grab all that first because you'll need that at some point. Mm-hmm. And this is how I always think of a zombie apocalypse. Like sometimes I'll be driving somewhere and I'm like, that would be a great place to get supplies if a zombie apocalypse happened. I'm just like writing it down. My other half's like, pay attention to the road. I'm like, I'm writing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got. Okay, I'm gonna put a secret out there because all I don't right. think I can make it. I'm gonna put a secret out there. I used to do pest control, and I would say the safest place that somebody could go if they could get in is a woman's shelter, and I have a bunch of reasons why. It is ridiculously secure because a lot of women come from domestic violence, so they Mm -hmm. have to have a very secure building. It is extremely secure. They have food and clothing and non-perishables like there's no tomorrow. They have, I mean, it is, it's so much stuff in it because you never know what a woman's going to need for their kids or anything like that. Food, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. It's also very high. It's usually a big high up building very clean and very safe. So I would always pick for me, if, if you could find a woman's shelter, I would totally bug out one of those places. Like it is absolutely, it is absolutely like secure, plenty of food, plenty of clothing. You could definitely rock out there. Good to know. Important safety tip. There's ever a zombie apocalypse people. So that's just that's a safety tip in general. Women's shelters are important in the apocalypse and not the apocalypse. If you need one, mm-hmm. go to it. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very Public true. service announcement. <laughs> uh, so next scene of the story, we switch over to the CDC. So this is where you're kind of like, ooh, okay, we're getting into it. Uh, you got Harry at the CDC. Is He's working on a cure for cancer. That's his big thing. He's a virologist. He's one of these supercomputer virus guys that knows every single virus uh, out there. And he's working on the cure for cancer. And he's very, very close to it. So this is how you know that the world is going to end because if they ever find a cure for cancer, something bad's going to happen because like his boss said, there's no money in the cure. There's money in the treatment. So yep. uh, his boss, uh, Ms. Swansea, or Swansea brings him into his office and says, listen, stop working on what you're working on. I got a special project for you. Here's came out of, uh, da, 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 where is it out of? Some some city, some some place down uh, Ecuador, Honduras, one of those places like that, down in South America. They were giving people the flu vaccine, and people died, and they started regenerating. And they're wondering why this is happening. He's 
wondering if this is fake, what is going on. I don't know if I would believe a video like that with all the crap that they have out there now. You would have to be hard pressed to get me to believe a zombie video because I've seen some zombie mm-hmm. videos that look like it's a recording that's legit, looks real. And now with Chat GPT and all the AI and all that crap out there, how do you know what's real and how how do you know what's not? And he doesn't he his mind isn't processing it like how is this possible? This isn't possible. There's no way. What's going on? We need a we need a live test subject. Boss is like done. Uh, so they get a criminal, somebody on death row, a really bad guy, Rocky something, um, Rocky Landau, that went in and shot up a daycare. This guy's a jerk. I have no problems with getting death row inmates, people that kill kids, people that kill women, really bad people. You know, you'd have to be really bad mass mm-hmm. murderers um, to get him. And, you know, they volunteered him for this all in the secret. A lot's happening at this point. My mind is kind of going to, okay, what is going to happen with this guy? How is is his body size and body weight doing this? And if this was just a standalone story at one time, I kind of put together my list of people that I wish were in this story. Like I wish the criminal that came in was Durgan, you know, just kind of like a little story. <laughs> but it can't be Durgan because Durgan's in, you know, in, in book one. But in my head, I'm like, if this was just one story, he did one book. I would love him to put Durgan here and put this person here. And, you know, you, you got a clown that comes out later in the, the the military scene, you know, what were you guys thinking at this point with this? Have go. you ever seen Z Nation? The, mm-hmm. No, I haven't. I was, I was thinking the first scene in Z Nation. I was like, because obviously I've, I say I've read, I've listened to all of the, the current ones that have come out um, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm looking forward to re-listening to them because it's been on my list anyway. But I instantly was like, oh, maybe this is, because I thought like this whole time I was like, oh, he's gonna, there's gonna be characters popping up that just appear, you know, throughout the series. So I was thinking, oh, maybe this is gonna be some, someone that, um, I don't know if I can say too much about the the further books, just in case people haven't read them. Spoilers. Um, the show's all about spoilers. If you haven't read it, too go. bad. Don't listen. And uh, I do apologize because as much as I love the books, I have terrible memory with names, absolutely terrible. So, you know, the, the doctor who appears in some of the sort of middle books and stuff, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going to be something to do with yeah. with him, you know, maybe something to do with that or something. Um, obviously, that kind of went off the rails quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was quite similar to you. I was like, oh, I was hoping it was going to be someone quite prominent later on in the story or, or you know someone that might reappear um, or even possibly Tim because I've not listened to or read the Tim bits yet so I don't know all of that story but I was thinking well maybe Tim mm-hmm. you gotta um, read Tim Tim is so good it is on my list all right good. Uh, as are hundreds of other books <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like but I did get Z Nation vibes I was thinking this is exactly the, the beginning scene of Z Nation when they're experimenting on the on the um prisoners mm-hmm. um and you know they keep experimenting on prisoners until they find a prisoner that it works on and i was thinking oh maybe they're going to keep bringing in prisoners 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 yeah and it's it's not uncommon and it's it's you know it's the u.s government it's what we do best is they send down a bunch of experimental vaccines or shots and things like that to these third world countries that can't support themselves or need help and you know we're saying you're going to be our guinea pigs in this whole village in I'm going to say Honduras. If it's wrong, I apologize. Uh, 
gets wiped out and the soldiers that are down there and the doctors are down there are like, what the hell is going on? And they're videotaping everybody down there. And it's, it's kind of crazy. Hey, if you listen to a lot of people, the, you know, the, the, the conspiracy theorists that this happens, that that's what they do. Um, Do they, do they not? What we got, I read this just as the world was shutting down from COVID. So I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> we got to get a vaccine. Uh, this is mandatory so I can go to Las Vegas for my wife's birthday and see the Grand Canyon. I have to get a vaccine so I can fly. I just listened to a story where everyone who was given a flu shot, flu vaccine or whatever you want to call it, dies and comes mm-hmm. back to zombies. I'm like, honey, how badly do you want to go see the Grand freaking Canyon? Seriously. <laughs> my my fiance was one of the because he's immunosuppressed so he got the vaccine very very early and i remember mm-hmm. sitting there for days being like when's he going to turn into a zombie is yeah. this going to happen like he's like three weeks later he's like, you should get the vaccine i'm like no no i've i've read books where it takes it takes you know three to six weeks so i'm just gonna just gonna make sure that you don't come for my like you know my brains or my neck or my innards or whatever i had the exact same i was like you know i'm a man of science because i'm a i'm an animal nurse i'm a man of science and i believe in it wholeheartedly equally i've always got that suspicion that like is this vaccine gonna kill us all zombie apocalypse gonna happen (laughs) yeah i personally haven't gotten a vaccine or a shot in like forever i absolutely despise taking medicines like i take herbs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i do not take shots i don't even remember the last time i was sick like seriously, like that's just my motto with I don't get sick. So when they came out with the vaccine and everybody was like, Oh, the government is free, it's good for you. I said, Since when does the government give a shit about us? Right. I was like, and you're just gonna take what they give? Like, what are we doing? I was like, No, I'm not doing this at all. At all. Like I had people I mean and, and my thing is I had people that were standing like literally right next to me, like this one guy I used to work with, he would stand next to me every day, we would chit chat before work. Then we get in our trucks and then head out, whatever. And shit, you know, he caught COVID. We were literally standing right next to each other having a conversation. And he was like, oh, Amber, I got sick. I got COVID. I was fine the entire time. Everybody yeah. ever it's, it was like, one, I mean, COVID was just one of those weird viruses that some people got it. Some people didn't. I had some friends that that died from the vaccine because their bodies couldn't handle it or something happened with it. It's it's a messed up thing. And I mean, not to go too far into it, but another book that I read in between all Mark stuff is the, uh, the real Anthony Fauci, where it talks all about the, the virus, the COVID stuff, the vaccines, and just all the BS that goes along with it. And I'm just like, I'm peace out and on vaccines at this point in my life. Cause you know, I got the two that I needed to, so I could fly. That's it. I don't get boosted. I've never gotten a flu shot, like none of that. And after reading this story, it's literally Mark scared the shit out of me. Uh, I don't know if I want to get another shot again, you know? (laughs) I mean, personally, out of all the zombie movies that are out there, out of all of them, probably like 85% start with like some type of shot. You know what I mean? It starts with some type of vaccine. Like that's the easiest way. It's like scare people into a sick, about a sickness and then give them a cure and then they're all going to take it. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that at all. Life is going to imitate. That's how the no works. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How the no works. Pretty much. So uh, so they find out. So uh, Rocky dies. Rocky dies Sad. and then comes back as a zombie. So they fi- they know for sure, 100%, that the vaccine is doing it. And 
Harry's looking through his microscope and he sees a little strain of the virus that looks different, the flu vaccine. And he says, this year was genetically modified. This shouldn't be here. And when you uh-huh. feed the, 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 the antibody or whatever it is they're calling it into a live flu vaccine, um, it, re- it, it, it doesn't it, have a cancel. Yeah. It mutates it. They put a, a fail safe in it. It's supposed to be fed into a dead flu vaccine, which is what most flu vaccines are. We don't get a flu shot that's a live flu shot. We get a dead flu shot or dead vaccine that, you know, is a weaker strain. The government was pushing so hard to get everybody vaccinated because the vice president was really sick with the flu. They got a really bad flu virus and the president wants his legacy. He doesn't want it to be the guy that you know, the world got a, you know, huge Ebola plague and, you know, the vax uh, flu shots had the flu really bad and everybody died. He doesn't want that to be his legacy. So he's making it mandatory. Everybody needs to get the vaccine. And we find out that the vaccine has to be given to all military personnel, every military base across the world. There's a 95% compliance rate for the vaccine. They all have to get it. And it's kind of crazy when you think about it, once you get into the, the the main part of the story, that that's what they're doing. And so Swansea and Harriet trying to get a hold of somebody to tell them, no, 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 this is bad. Here's what's going to happen. People are dying and they're regenerating. There's a bad uh, mutated strain in this virus that isn't going to go the way you want it to. People are dying. And the president himself even says, nope. Everybody's getting the vaccine doesn't matter. And then Harry and Swansea's world go black. Mm-hmm. They wake up in the back of a panel van. They've been kidnapped. They've been drugged and kidnapped. And they wake up in Senator Deneau's office. If you recognize the name Deneau, you know who this is. This is Mrs. Deneau's husband, who was a U.S. senator that set this whole thing in motion. Him and a couple of other people, what they're calling the New World Order, uh, do all this to reset the clock. Global, you know, famine and uh, pollution and overpopulation and all this crap that they're doing. The New World Order, which, you know, again, conspiracy theories, believe it or not, run the world. And it's a group of people that are higher ups that have money that are going to destroy everything that we love make everybody die and then start over as a better utopia with them in charge of the world. Um, this part was pretty heavy for me because I kind of believe all that shit. Because uh, <laughs> I've seen enough and I've read enough. I'm not a huge like conspiracy theorist guy that, you know, there's all this crazy crap, but I've seen enough and heard enough that this could happen. In my eyes. What do you guys think? I, do, I, agree. I just have to point out, I think there's, because <clears throat> when I was listening, I, I've been listening to it sort of throughout the day. And annoyingly, every time I've put it on in my car to drive an hour, someone at my work has called me and interrupted me. And I'm like, do you know what time it is? It's zombie fallout mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Leave me alone. And I got to, to the part just before they, um, I think just before they brought in the prisoner and stuff where, is it Harry, the guy, they were talking about him constantly or dropping the Ebola virus once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and doing that stuff. it was one and time I, four years ago. Yeah, yeah one time yeah. four years ago. And I have to say, something I always find in Mark Tufo's book is that he always takes like 
the most prominent people, you know, scientists, amazing people. Like, look at Deneau's husband, who in this book, he comes across as like, oh, I'm the big senator. But obviously, when when we find out about him later on from Deneau, he's just a big old idiot. And I, I always love the fact that they have this thing where really prominent people are actually just stupid. And mm-hmm. truly, how much can you trust these scientists who are sitting there dropping Ebola? You know, like, we're kidnapping you because we're going to do all of this and that. And stuff. Sorry, these guys dropped Ebola. Do you really want them to be anywhere near anything that's going on here? because right. it's, it's <laughs> and then obviously when when senator dano appeared I, that was a fangirl moment for me because i was like yay because yeah me too i was like i know that hands day. down she was my favorite character she still is mm-hmm. um as disgusting as she is so anything to do with her i'm constantly like <laughs> yay yay um and that whole kind of like you know building a new paradise and well we obviously know it doesn't you know we've all read like and fall out we, we know it doesn't <laughs> doesn't exist nothing good nothing right. good comes of it as of yet still yeah. waiting for mark to release a book a thousand years in the future where it's everything's great now it's fine just a uh, boring um, utopia story so, you know <laughs> if there's 10 people on earth uh four of them are going to fight against you know five of them are going to fight against the other five that's just human nature everybody always yeah. wants more and it's yeah it's crazy how that happens and mark stories has he has a tendency to take what kind of scares the crap out of us? It's kind of a little hint of reality in this. And you think to yourself, could this happen? It, I think I think one of the things that I really like found interesting, and I say this all the time, I feel like governments, if they really cared about like their people and everything like that, they should just have one middle class person that is the deciding factor of which way things go okay mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a vote of all democrats or all republicans it should be just one middle regular regular person who just points the fact out like you only tested it on dead ones you don't want to try it on live ones too just in case to see what happens right like just a regular person who's like outside of the madness who can't be bought out or anything like that who just mm-hmm. says the common stuff you know like the simple stuff like, um, maybe you shouldn't tell him to say, like, did anybody prep right. for what you're about to talk? Like, just somebody simple. And I feel like if they had that, simple things like this wouldn't be a mistake because it is It is always, like, I think in um, World War Z, like, the, the scientist was distracted and he touched, he, he was reaching for a vial and that's when, like, it hit his hand and it, he got exposed to the virus. And then it's like mm-hmm. everybody's infected now because you're not paying attention. It's right. like one little thing. That could have just been like, bro, you are literally dealing with a virus right now. Like, like, let's focus. Okay. <laughs> Life lessons with Amber. Pay attention when you're handling viruses, people. Okay. That's it. It's a simple, it's a simple, simple life lesson. Yep. And don't shoot your gun sideways when killing zombies. We're learning a lot mm-hmm. here, people. Okay. Yes. Yes. And yes. Women's shelters are good for apocalypse. And, and women's shelters are good for apocalypse. <laughs> Perfect. And if they get there after Amber was there in the past, they are <laughs> bug free. Yeah. All right. Because I ain't trusting nobody in the apocalypse. Unless I know you, unless I knew you before. I ain't trying. I ain't trying to make no new friends. Nope. So, so Harry and uh, Swansea wake up in the office. They realize what's going on. Dano goes into his whole James Bond villain thing where he tells tells him their entire plan, and Harry's like, "No, that's not what works. Uh, this is what happens. Did you test it with this?" And Swansea gives him her, her, her disc reading. He, Deneau sends it to his guy, his super scientist guy. Uh, and the scientist comes back and says, um, this might be right. And Harry chimes in right away and says, did you test it on a live virus? No, we didn't need to. 
well, why would we have to do that? You know, it's, it's, it's maybe think of that scene in Armageddon with Bruce Willis, where they're, they're, they're talking about how to blow up the, 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 the asteroid and the president's advisor is saying, just shoot a bunch of nukes at it. And, you know, Jason Ives, who brilliantly played uh, Malfoy's dad in the Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. says, you know, put a firecracker in your hand and light it off. It's just going to burn your hand, but close your hand and put a firecracker in and it's going to blow up. The president's advisors are wrong. I'm the smartest man on the smartest man on the planet. And you may want to trust somebody that didn't get a C in like engineering or biology or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, Harry is Malfoy's dad saying you didn't test it right. You rushed it. You did the wrong thing because there's in such a rush to everybody's like, Everybody's in such a rush to, to to be in power. They didn't do it right. They screwed it up. Yeah. And I think my biggest question is, what the fuck was the rush? Right. Was, was it a holiday the... or like, did they have to do it then? Or, you yeah, know, like, what, like, what was the why, point? Why was, like, why couldn't they just literally, like, I, like we all know later on why they couldn't stop it from the nose um, uh, warehouses. But like, why couldn't, like, slow the fuck down? There were scientists that literally had the information that he talked to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Let's fucking stop it. Then they're like, no, we got, let's just keep on putting. Oh, probably because the president was um, pushing for the vaccine to get out there. President pushed for it because the vice president was sick with the flu and he didn't want the, you know, he didn't want a body count, a a bad flu season. So they saw their opportunity was going to take some some flu vaccines, flu shots. Everybody's got to get one. Um, So, yeah. So, and then the last scene on that is that they tell him that, uh, you know, the vaccine's going to kill them. And Deneau's face just kind of drops when he hears his scientists say, uh, let me get back to you and talk to some other people, which are the other people in the Illuminati that are going uh-huh. to to rule the world. And, you know, that's when Harry and Swansea are like, yep, nice knowing you. So uh, we I get to the ask. No, go ahead. Anyone for senators to know, does anyone else imagine? And I know there's a description of him in various other places. For some reason, I always just think of him as the fat controller from Thomas the Tank Engine. And I can't, I can't not think of him as the fat controller. So every time they talk about him, because I always imagine like Mrs. To know as being tiny, mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, kind of Maggie Smith. Yeah, anorexic, smoking, chain smoking, doesn't eat yeah, anything yeah. but cigarettes and coffee. And every time she's in the book and she lights up a cigarette, I have to light up a cigarette. I don't know why. I just, I just, I don't know. I wish she was my grandmother. Is I'd it like anything. a drinking game? You know, every time something happens, you got to take a shot. <laughs> every time to know does something, you gotta, you got you gotta puff a cigarette. I, I bet when I listen to audiobooks, and there's a character who smokes in audiobooks, I'm constantly just like, oh, I got, I got to do it now. Like I've got, I've got. <laughs> my other half's looking at you like, what are you doing? I'm like, they're smoking. I'm like, they're smoking in the book. And he's just like, you need. And I'm like, <laughs> No, I need to. I need to. I need to know what they're feeling. But I, yeah, I was thinking fat controller from from Thomas the Tank Engine, and she's just Maggie Smith, and that's how I just imagine those two together. Makes sense. That's that's hilarious. Yep. Well, which version of Thomas the Tank Engine? We talking like early '90s Thomas the Tank Engine with uh, George Carlin and Ringo Starr, or are we talking like new Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh no no like the the just early the, the 90s, character the little fat guy just a just a fat guy who locks the you know the one who locks the train behind yep. some wooden planks and he's like yep. this is your life now okay um, obviously you could you could get the one from the original book series the one that was actually deranged and mental 
Um, but yeah, I just every time I hear him, you know, like Senna says, no, I'm just like, he's got to be this big sitting there, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, probably, probably just going <laughs> like, you know, just, and that's how I, that, I'm just really weird at how I imagine my characters. So he's got to be huge, actual Dano, you know, real Dano has to be a little fat sniffed. cat. Every sense of the word, you know, figuratively yeah. and literally smoking a yeah. big cigar. So, uh, so after that happens, you get with the military. They're out there doing their seer, uh, seer training, and the guys are get called back. They get uh, one of the, the the major Sanders is out there in the field, and he gets called back from his superior because they have to have a ninety five percent vaccine rating for the flu vaccine. And he tells them this class is ready to graduate in two days. We can't just stop. Don't care. You're below me. Get your ass back here. And he disobeys a direct order. Major Sanders does not become Colonel Sanders, which he jokes about with himself because he's not going to get his promotion because he disobeyed a direct order because he wasn't going to do that to his men who've been out there training. Two days later, he gets a phone call from General Burkhalter. We all know and love that name, which I didn't pick up until this last reading where I went, oh, shit, that's the dude from like 17 or 16 or whatever he started coming in to the series. Um, listen, you got to get back to base. Uh, your training just went real world. You know, the major's dead. I had to kill him. People are dying and they're being reanimated. And it's the first time that they use the word zombies. General Burkhalter uses the word zombies. General Burkhalter has been in the shit since the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, in this whole series, which kind of gives me a new respect for him in the later books when we get to him, that he's not just some fly by the seat of your pants type of general sitting up high, commanding those down low. He literally was there from day one doing this. And, you know, he's considered the old man and he's in his mid 30s, which I think. He's 36, late 30s, yeah. mid to late 30s, which is I, I specifically remember that part because uh, it's just like, it's 36 old and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, it's pretty old. In the military, wow. it is most kids are like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we get like General Burkhardt and we get Winters. I th is this the same Winters in this one? I don't, I, I think it is. I think it is the same. It, it has to be the same Winters. Is win Why do I think Winters was a woman though? I did too. That's why I'm trying to figure it out. Like, but okay. I think it is the same Winters. winters I mean, he likes using the name Winter in some of his books. You know, you got the uh, uh, which one is it? It's uh, that one right there. Distance. Here we go in the Distance yeah. book. I, it must be the same Winters. Like, I, I was thinking that this. I mean, I, I thought to be honest, I was going to come on here and you guys were going to be like, it was Winters, and I was just thinking, like, was it though? Because I again, I did think Winters was was female, but I also might be thinking of Rose. Witches and Rose knocking boots in those books. Which which two are, are a couple in those stories? I haven't read them and listened to them in so long. Oh, I mean, the uh, last one they were all just it was right. It, it was, all, all the characters seemed to just be having everything going on all at once. It was um, Sodom and Gomorrah because there's like ten people left on the planet. And you're yeah, on a yeah, they would, so. yeah. <laughs> we we love them all, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. So so Burkhalter and Winters have been in the story since the beginning and they're doing everything that they can 
to to try to get back to the base, save their people. There's a whole big battle at the end. There's, you know, one of them is a guy comments on, you know, I just stepped on someone's dick and balls. How does that get blown off? How do I step on that? That was my laugh out loud moment of the book was that mm-hmm. particular part, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. That was funny. I love, yeah. I I actually was, <clears throat> as I said, I just sort of finished listening before we got on um, and I had to take a shower. So I had to play it in the shower. And then it was literally like, I just saw someone's dick and balls. And I, just, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's like half 10 at night. I hope my labors aren't just, just thinking I'm sitting there showering with someone screaming dick and balls at the top of their lungs. Never know. It was, um, there was a bit, there was a bit as well, I think where they were talking about shooting off the face of a, a little girl and a woman screaming and stuff. And I was and like, sometimes mm. I forget with, you know, obviously when you're listening to Mike's story and it, he can go chapters of just tangents and tangents of, don't get me wrong. I can listen to it all all year, like twenty four seven. But sometimes I forget just how graphic Mark can actually get <laughs> with his stories. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, especially when you're listening to the Mike stories, and you'll get there, and he'll be like, "My dog did this," and Henry farted, and then I rip someone's neck out, and, and you're just like, "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah. Like that came out of nowhere, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nowhere. I'm just like, "Hold oh, dick of balls." It's funny, and it's like I blew this little girl's face off, and I'm like, "Whoa, hold on." Yeah, see if you can handle that, you can handle Tim. Because all Tim is is just add in a lot of um like misogynistic comments. And the stories, the 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 zombie fallout series is no different than Tim. They're just they're graphic and he's just an asshole. But Tim, but I've said it before in the show that I like Tim in the series with Mike than his standalone books. I like Tim's standalone books. Don't get me wrong, but I like Tim in devil's desk. I like Tim in like in fallout, uh, in demon fallout in those series. I like the character of Tim better when he's playing off of Mike and playing off of somebody else rather than himself. Mm-hmm. So, which I thought when they get to the party, uh, where they had the clown coming out and they got the bunch of kids cause they were having I thought uh, that was him. a birthday party. I'm like, Oh, it's Tim. I'm like, no, wait, it can't be Tim. Tim isn't in this story. Tim comes up later and that's how he gets his, you know, Tracy shoots him at the end of the first zombie fallout. And that's how we get, um, you know, the, the Tim books, but that was my moment. I was like, all right, Tim's the the clown. Durgan's the bad guy. Durgan is, uh, is Rocky that gets the flu vaccine and, and, Um, and, you know, is kind of patient zero, uh, what they call him, which he even knows, you know, being a homicidal maniac that being patient zero isn't a good a thing good. at all. Nope. So, um, I love this story. I, I love origin stories. I love hearing how things began. I love behind the scenes stuff, kind of getting to know how things started. And this is the mm-hmm. story. It's a short read. It's a short read. It's a short listen. It's only about two and a half hours. If you listen to it, um, you know, the first time I listened to it, I actually listened to it on regular speed. And I was like, he's talking so slow. Um, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, I really like this one and I'm glad he wrote it. I'm glad he came back to it. And then when we get to Hugh, uh, Dr. Hugh man, which is, uh, after book three, kind of 3.5 goes one. even back farther before it. it's like zombie fallout point one Oh zero or however, whatever negative one, uh, it's a great story I, too. I read it. it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Every, I mean, 
as we go along with this, we're going to go week by week, book by book in chronological order. So, you know, next week, everybody's pretty much read zombie fallout one, two, and, you know, up until, but if you skipped over the shorter stories, the offshoot stories, go back and read it because zombie fallout series. Awesome. And, uh, Dr. Hugh Manns, even though it's not a zombie fallout book, technically it's not written in the zombie fallout series. I don't think it's zombie fallout. Dr. Hugh man. I think it's just Dr. Hugh man. Part of the zombie fallout series. I'm, I'm not quite sure. It's a great story. And it, it really mm-hmm. tells you who Tommy is, how the virus started, what the virus is, why they mutate. And a, a lot of what it is. And it's, it's really, really cool how mark it's it's amazing how mark's mind works um i'd be afraid to spend the weekend in his mind i think it would be a pretty friggin' scary place or is he just is he just a really normal dude that just takes some edibles exactly um and gets all this shit out in his stories and he's just you know the mild-mannered reporter just kind of sits there in the corner yes ma'am no ma'am tracy can i do the dishes tracy can i sweep the floor what can i get for you <laughs> look at my jeep isn't it shiny oh shit it's broken i gotta go get a ford bronco that kind of thing you know yeah it's, yeah it's, i i don't know i don't know mark that well i've talked to him you know on the show and privately a little bit through text but it would be interesting to kind of spend some time with him and find out is he really like this or he's just a guy that's got a really big imagination that just gets it all out and is a relatively normal dude in real life. But mm-hmm. whatever it is, he writes some pretty damn good stories. And, you know, I'm happy that he does because it's, it's given me a platform to talk to you guys and meet wonderful people like you. Yeah. So I, I will say with, with Mark's books, don't get me wrong. I've, I've been listening to, um, to zo- I, I exclusively listen to zombie uh, apocalypse audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And when people ask me why, I always just say it's like because I like the uncertainty. I hate reading books or listening to books that I'm like, everyone's going to live, everyone's going to be happy. And I, I will admit, I avoided zombie fallout for a good year. And purely because there were so many of them. And I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, if they're, if he's kicking them out this fast, like, can they really be that good? And I read one comment and then it was just free on audible. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. And it was like five in the morning. And I was getting to the end of his first one after listening to it. And my other half, he's like, are you going to bed? I was like, you need to listen to this book, man. Like, there's a second <laughs> one. There's a third one. There's a fourth one. And now like when his latest one came out and I, I came running down the stairs, and I was like, we're going to go out for dinner tonight. I was like, I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to listen to the book um, and play some video games at the same time and i got halfway through a game and i just ended up sitting there looking at my screen being like what's gonna happen next so I, I just don't know how he does it yeah and it's great it's amazing listening to zombie fallout zero but knowing what's gonna happen because in the nicest way everything that happens in zombie fallout zero is is not even a grain of sand in mm. the in the zombie fallout universe like i you know, I'm I'm glad I've listened to that now, and like I'm because I've just always been one of those people that I avoid zeros or point fives. Weirds mm-hmm. me out. Um, but equally, doesn't even scratch the surface. Does you know, like, doesn't even come close to what kind. Of, and I don't know how he's done it after twenty something books. And I remember listening to his on some of the books he says you know this is going to be my first, last one. Zombie Fallout Three, Zombie Fallout Four. By the time yeah. he got to Zombie Fallout Seven, he's like, look. 
I'm not going to say it's going to be my last one because <laughs> like, like I've, I'm lying to you at this point, guys. Uh, and obviously I was like, well, I've, I've got 13 downloaded. So clearly number three isn't his last one. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know how he keeps it fresh. Like every time he does something, I'm like, you can't go anywhere further with this. And the next book, I'm like, well, he went further. Mm-hmm. He did it. Don't know how he did it. And Jesus it's a Christ. simple, it's a simple premise. You know, there's a billion zombie stories out there. It's, you know, how, how do you make this zombie story stand out from another zombie story and he finds a way to do it and he mixes stuff in like the last book on 20 i was like it's under siege with zombies it's awesome you know it's yeah, it's yeah, on a great. boat he's mike's the one guy mike is steven seagal going through killing everybody and there's a revolt going on in the back of there and it's it's a simple tale but the way he tells it and the way he writes it makes it just it makes it awesome. And it's, you know, that's why we're all vested in this. That's why we all love these stories. And, you know, you know, wh- why we want more, we want more every week, you know, right. Write, write stories, more stories. Oh yeah. That's just the way yeah. it is. And I love it. So and I, I yeah, love I'm this book. Really- don't skip the, the, the point five on Dr. Hugh Mann's. Uh, yeah. Paul, definitely. Awesome. If, you, if you read it, read it. It's really no, good. No, I'm, I'm going to, I've started a new thing now. I'm, I'm listening to new things and, and trying new things in there. I mean, I just watched Downton Abbey something I, I promised myself I'd never do. So I'm, I'm definitely coming out of my comfort zone a little bit. Part of the reason I wanted to do this today is like, this is, this is so far out of my comfort zone. Um, and like, I absolutely, I mean, there's no one in the UK. I've yet to find anyone in the UK I'm friends with who will, who will listen to these books. Um, and it's, it's just so difficult because all, all I want to do is talk about them all the time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, my other half has literally walked out the front door, got in his car and driven away with me running down the street being like, but then Tracy said this and then this happened. And he's like, I'm going. And I'm like, but I need, and I, sometimes I'll call him after work. And he's like, do you have a good day at work? I was like, yeah, but listen, I listened to the audio book on the work, way to work this morning. I just need to tell you what happened. And I literally hear him put me on hold and just <laughs> pop the phone down. And I'll be like three and a half hours. Be like, and, Cause like, are you still outside? I'm like, yeah, I'm in the car. I'm trying to talk to you about the audio book. Like, like, come inside. I'm like, no, no, you need to know what happened. I'm just uh, insane. So that's where Amber, you're lucky. You got Mel. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys can mm-hmm. can talk mm-hmm. to each other about this. I mean, that's why I started this. I tried to talk to Mary about it. And she's like, you know, she loves it. She likes the story. She likes, you know, that I got this thing of mine, but it's it zombies aren't her thing. She's not a horror genre type of person. If we watch a scary movie, it has to be during the day. She won't uh, watch them at night. And she's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it when it's light out. I'll watch whatever you want. But once it gets dark. We ain't doing that. And we're both at work during the day. And by the time we're done, it's dark. I'm like, crap, you know? Darn so. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this, Paul. It was interesting. I think you might have been in the same position that my wife was in um, before I got into um, Zombie Fallout because she um, she started, she downloaded, like, I think at one time Audible had like a deal for like the first like three or four of Zombie Fallouts. And she grabbed them and she started reading them. And she was trying to tell me about the books. And I'm like, um, I don't understand how you're talking so much about cherry pop tarts and a zombie apocalypse. Like I need to understand what the hell is going on. Mm -hmm. And I think the second that she mixed zombies, vampires, uh, uh, OCD megalomaniac, who's the main character and a huge black guy who's his best friend. I'm like, what are we actually doing? Like you can't (laughs) mix. Like I was like, you can't mix zombies and vampires at all. That makes absolutely no sense. She's like, you need to read this. And she, her love language is like info dumping. So she Mm -hmm. likes to info dump on um, whatever she's passionate about. And because I didn't, I feel like you can't just say bits and pieces 
of any of the books. You really have to, like, I feel like you have to read the whole book because you can't just say a simple story. You need a little right. bit of a background to fully understand it. And mm -hmm. I think that um, that's why I was like, you know what, let me just, let me grab these books and see what's going on. And then me and her were just talking about it like crazy, literally fighting over when we would be on the same book. It was a mess trying to figure out. Like I'm like, okay, I won't read it. I'll wait till you're done. And she's like, no, you read it first because you could get it done faster. And I'm like, okay. Like it was a whole <laughs> fight of what we were doing here. So that yeah. was, I think I, I totally understand where you're going, where you're going to do, Paul. It's, it's, it's pains me so much because this, in the last like almost two years now, this is the most interaction i've had about zombie fallout with any living human beings because i just can't find anyone in the like none of my friends i've got my partner to listen to some zombie books um you know like um but well, i can't remember the name of them now but he, he'll listen to certain ones if they're but they have to be kind of very dramary based um he does tend to the, the one thing he does always ask me is when i'm listening to it he goes Oh, is is the weird guy with the pop tart still in it? Like, did, did we ever figure out what was wrong with him? Like, the weird guy with the pop tart. And well, obviously, when I got to to Demon Fallout, and by the end of that, and he's like, "What's happened with the weird guy with the pop?" And I'm like, "I can't even tell you. I can't. I can't even begin oh, to tell dead. you." The weird guy's gone. Like, yeah. I, he's. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Is he though? Is he really? Come on. This is. I give it. I give it. Beginning of the next book. So he'll be there somewhere. Um, and I mean, like. If you know it, if you read it, I mean, Demon Follow is part of the Lycan Follow. You know that Tommy's not coming back. I don't believe that. I can't. No, I can't. you think you? Right, well, if he does a Lycan Follow, I mean, he didn't come back in Resurgence. Spoilers. Sorry, should I said that first? Whatever. It's been up for like a month. Uh, it's fine. Well, exactly. I, I just, I think for me, it's it, he's he's just one of the. Well, obviously, they're bu he's building to something, isn't he? I mean, you you guys probably know more than me. You, you're probably part of the fandom more than I am. But obviously, with the because I've seen the sort of art and stuff like that, you know, the what's happening between like and fallout and zombie fallout at the moment is kind of getting a bit crossy over. Yeah, um, I, I think we're going to get some answers in 21. Yeah. That we so got I think, that, that came up in, in six. I think he wrote them at the same time and it's kind of, I'm going to throw this in here yeah. and you get the scene at the end of uh 20 where a zeal is with Tommy, you know, in, in the future or astro projecting or, or doing whatever. Was the, it's the part where she kind of said these diaries aren't his diaries and obviously the the tommy the mic that tommy is with in, in I, this is the thing that the time i'd have to draw it i'd have to get different timelines yeah i'd have to get those you know those pins with the the strings and go okay yeah. this happened here and you know I, if you ever seen um it's always sunny in philadelphia with charlie day where yeah. he's he's here's going this crazy or, this, this way this and stuff like that you know and then durgan was here and he was also here and somehow it all makes sense yeah um i mean honestly like I, i'm a big fan of things like doctor who and doctor who can't do continuity like mark can mark literally goes oh there's a continuity error fixes it mm -hmm. and i'm like how what did you do how did you how did you've 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 got a square and a circle and somehow you put them both in your hand and they're both circles. What did you do? He did something. If he was single, I'd marry him. <laughs> <laughs> but then he wouldn't be single anymore. No, no. I imagine he could fix a lot of problems at home though. You know, I imagine his, his other <laughs> half is like, Oh, the toilet is leaking. He just closes the door, opens it. He's like, is it though? Is it really leaking? <laughs> or was oh. that a continuity error? <laughs> I'm it's sure when amazing. he listens to I'm sure when he listens to this, he's gonna laugh his ass off at that part because I'm sure he's one of those guys that like any Bostonian guy, we think we can fix 
everything. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, hon, we need to go out for a little while while the while the floor's dry. Uh, <laughs> can you call your cousin tomorrow that's a plumber to come fix this? So <laughs> but I'm sure he's very handy. He lives up in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the woods where there is nobody. So he's gonna be able to fix something, you know. So yeah. I just go for, I mean I I hope he listens to these because honestly, even if I never get invited back to one of these again, it's just my opportunity to make myself known to him. I just have to say the the one thing with with Zombie Fallout and Lycan Fallout, and I'm really looking forward to delving into some of his other universes as well. The quality of writing, second to none. I mean, I know so many. Don't get me wrong. I've I've listened to zombie series is got to the seventh book and just thought jesus christ if i hear and then i opened the door and then i closed the door and then i walked over here but i his quality of writing not once has it ever dropped below anything other than amazing um and yeah. i don't know how he does it like i need to know what to, i've tried writing a book and i get to, to chapter six or seven and i just turn into and the sky was blue and everyone lived i'm done, I'm done now and i just <laughs> he's just absolutely end. amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's great and that's why we do this and that's where we come back week after week well mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to jump back on uh anytime you want as long as you, you know you don't mind the time zone change it's easy to get people over in england on because then people on the West Coast, uh, you know, so we have people like Nate in the middle of the country or summer that, you know, out in Oregon, that this is like three, four o'clock for them. It's, you know, it's too early, but you get myself and Amber that are truck drivers. We're up at, you know, two, three, four o'clock in the morning most days. So it's, yep. we're going to try to find that happy medium. Yep. So. <laughs> oh, no, I, would, I would love to. I mean, again, as I said, you know, the, the, it's weird because on Audible, this is actually 0.5, not zero. Which is when you when you send the email, you're like, we're listening to zero. And I was looking for like an hour and I was like, there is no zero. There's only 0. 0.5. There is no zero. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it said zero in the thing. Well, point, I don't know, whichever it works out. It, to be. It's, it is zero. It's, it's under two of them. One is 0. 0.5 and the other one is zero. But I was Googling and everything and I was like, did he release another book? Like, what is going on here? Like, I'm losing my mind. Um, and eventually I was like, do you know what? I'm listening to it. And if it's the wrong one on the day, I'll just... So what's it? What's it? Uh, Figgy says in Shaun of the Dead, like I'll get it right on the day. I'll get it right on the day. That's why I was yeah. like, if it's the wrong book, I'll get it right on the day. It's fine, you know. I'll just mumble way through. But no, I mean, absolutely. Um, especially the I cannot not remember the name of it, but the one where they're in the the sort of building and you finally meet the gorilla. That was my favorite zombie fallout. So when you get to that one, hands down, I will steal that show because that whole book I listened to in one sitting, did not sleep, did not eat got a urinary infection because I did not pee. Um, it was my <laughs> you are a fan, brother. We love you. Uh, seriously, I think, that, I think I'm on the, yeah, that's Edna Station, definitely. Yeah. It's, is it, yeah, is it Edna Station? Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. the one, it's, there's a part in it where, you know, it's like, Dino is like, yeah, come down, it's safe, it's safe, and they drop something and flames all power up, and then Tommy's just like, that bitch. Yeah, And exactly. I don't know why that, that I, I'm not going to lie, that was a great book. That was a great book. I would I would agree with you on that. Some people I didn't like, was... when I looked at some, some of the things, people didn't like the Edna Station book. I'm like, how can they not like that story? That was such a great, but topic for another time. Oh, uh, yeah. It was awesome. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Uh, if you want to join us next week, you are more than welcome to, uh, if anybody watching this wants to be on the show, I love interacting with you guys on Facebook, but 
email me, Michael Talbot Podcast at iCloud.com. That's where I keep everybody organized. I can put you in. I, I got folders that say which book, and then I add your email to that folder. So when I'm getting ready to send out show links that week, I just go to that email folder and I send it out. I don't remember if I talked to you on Facebook or what we said or any of that. So if I did leave anybody out from tonight, I apologize. It's just I got a thousand things going on in my own personal life and then business-wise, professional-wise, and then with the show, trying to keep up with everybody, likes, comments, all that. I appreciate the hell out of it. You guys are absolutely the best for this. Um, one more time, let's let's uh, let's welcome my new get, my new co-host. It's a guest again. <laughs> co-host uh, Amber Smith for joining us. Thank uh, you, thank you, Paul. Thank you so much, brother Amber. You're going to stay on with me because we are going yeah. to make our big special announcement. Paul, we will talk to you next time, brother. Yeah, bye, I'd love to be on next time. It was lovely meeting you both. Cheers. Have a good night. Yeah. All right, bye. All right. Hey, I did that right. Okay. Nice. So I know I teased the shit out of this all week on the, uh, on the Facebooks and everything <laughs> like that. And a lot of people are wondering why I was at Indian Hill last week, why me and Mary went up to Indian Hill for a photo shoot. And we were actually taking a picture for a cover of Mark's new short story that he wrote for Halloween. But it is not just for the short story. There is audio that is going to be accompanying that short story that is narrated by yours truly. Very excited about this. Mark emailed me and said, hey, how would you like to narrate my Halloween story this year? My, My short story Halloween. I was like, first, my first question was, you best not be fucking with me. Are you messing with me? Is this like just some cruel joke or something like that? Because something I said on the show pissed you off. So like, I'm gonna fuck with him. I'm gonna get him. Yeah. Um, and he <laughs> said no. Joke. He's like, I like I like your voice. He knows I'm getting into voice acting and starting to do narration and trying to get your foot in the door doing one of these things is very hard to do. I've been doing audition after audition after audition for the past year uh, to do audio stories, audio narration, corporate gigs, stuff like that. And it's, I've just been striking out left and right. So Mark asking me if I wanted to do this and he'd say, you know what? I'd love helping you out. You're, you're, you're a nice guy. I like what you've done with the podcast. Um, it's really helped me out a lot, bringing some new fans to different stories that wouldn't mm-hmm. be read. And, you know, if I could do something to help you, I, I want to do that. So I jumped at the opportunity. So for the past, past couple of weeks, uh, I'm not a very good reader. I do tend to read fast, which I got to slow down um, because I I I listen to the audiobooks quickly. And my mind, if, if you watch the show, you know that my mind starts working, but it, my mouth can't catch up to it. So I have to slow down a lot. So I made one copy first of half the book and I sent it to him. And he's like, this is great. Slow down. <laughs> so... Uh, I finished it last week. Amber and uh, Mel have been beta testers. They listened to uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a great story. It's called The Parent Plague. It's going to be out next Wednesday. We're going to release it exclusively on the podcast feed. 
nice. um, for right now. It's going to be there for like a week or two. And then Mark is going to put it up on his YouTube page. We're going to make an audio clip of it, audio version of it for video to go up on his YouTube page. This, this is a free mm-hmm. story. It's part of his Halloween story that he does every year. It's 100% free and it's going to be exclusively available on the Chronicles of Michael Talbot podcast page. So if you look next Wednesday, it'll be up there. It'll You'll see the cover of Mary standing on the train tracks with the knife, bloody knife in her hand, which that's a whole other story how we did that. And I guess it's illegal to shoot on train tracks. So uh, the green screen footage, yeah, somebody typed in in the group when I said, you know, what's this? We're at Indian Hill on the tracks doing a shoot. Some guys like it's illegal to photograph on train tracks. And I'm like, it's a studio green screen AI. Uh, or, so the studio <laughs> green screen AI of me and Mary at the, at Walpole on the train tracks at Indian Hill. Indian Hill. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's going to be up on the podcast feed in the, uh, that's where it'll be available. And then for a couple of weeks and then it'll be on Mark's YouTube page. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. I am. Mary's even said to me, she's like, you haven't thought about anything else. She's like, you're going to go downstairs and change it to get out. You're like, this one word, I, I didn't like the way I said it. I want to change the inflection on it. I'm like trying to be a perfectionist and realizing to do an hour and 10 minute story took me about five hours to do with reading wow. it and then doing it again because it was too fast the first time. So I went and redid the entire thing and then yeah. editing it and spacing stuff out and then listening to it going, no, I'm going to redo this line. No, I'm going to redo this line. And I don't like that character's voice. And, you know, I try to do all different voices and, and things like that with it to really make it interesting. And I hope, I hope you guys all like it as much as, as I like doing it. Um, Amber, you listened to it. What were your thoughts? I think, I mean, I, I, I told you, I thought, I thought it was really great. I mean, and it's not just because I consider you a friend. Like I personally, like I listen to a lot of books while I'm working and honestly, you, I could tell the difference between male and female. I could tell the difference between male, female and teenager. Like you, I feel like you really did a fantastic job with your, with your, um, with reading the book, but then also the fact that like, um, the story period was it's a super <laughs> it was cool so story it yeah was, i want more a, i don't want it to be a short story i want there to be more i want a full-length book i'm not gonna lie like i feel like it was it, it is a very good um again i love the fact that it stops but i also love the fact that it could easily keep going yeah. and it was it was definitely something that um like uh when you sent it to me i wasn't sure how to download it on my phone so um one of the th- whatever app i opened it with um once my screen went dark it would reset and i'm like no no <laughs> it was very good i mean the book is um i gotta say that the short story is definitely um uh you could tell it's mike's work but it is slightly different mm-hmm. um it's 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 great. I thoroughly, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I do agree that when, um, from the first one you sent me to the second one, you did slow it down. And I think that it did make it a, um, an easier listen. You yeah, know what I mean? Definitely. Like, it's like no, normally I listen to like, I listen at like 1.5 anyway, just normally. But mm-hmm. I think the fact that it was at a regular pace, the speed that you had it was very, very nice. Like it was very, very enjoyable. Cool. I, I definitely like it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great story. It's your typical, like, you know, invasion of the body snatchers with a modern twist type of type of story. And uh and Mark's even told me he's like, if if this story continues, like I kind of want to continue the story. I like where it's going. If the story continues, I want you to continue with it. So if he does do a full-length story with it, um, I don't know how that's all gonna work 
with Audible or contractual, or if he does it as short stories, how that's all going to work. Um, I am not taking Sean's place at all. Uh, that has nothing. I, I'm not stepping on any toes. And I wanted him to be sure that I said, are people going to accept this? Cause if it's not Sean reading your words, people automatically tune off. And it's like, it's not a Mike story. It's a, it's a, it's a different story that pays mm-hmm. homage to the original crew. There are little Easter eggs kind of here and there throughout the story, but it's not something that this is something different. I don't know if he's ever done a narration like this, except for in the Mark's Merry Mayhem where it's, it was a collection of his short stories, but doing his Halloween short story in audio form like this. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. I'm honored. I am shocked. I am humbled and I am super fucking excited for you yeah. guys to hear all this. It's going to be out Wednesday on the Chronicles of Michael Talbot podcast feed. Uh, if you listen, wherever you listen to this or watch this now, that's what's going to be. It won't be on YouTube. It won't be. If you watch the show on YouTube each week, it won't be on YouTube. It'll be on a podcast and audio. So Audible, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Google Play, whatever the hell you listen to it on. Just, you know, all that stuff. Most of the people listen to this stuff on Audible anyway, because we're all on Audible for the books. So it's good that Audible is mm-hmm. doing podcasts because if you look at my metrics uh, for the show, most of our 64% of the people listen on Audible, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So the parent plague. It is going to be out next Wednesday. I believe it's the 11th. Let me. I don't know what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. The 11th, October 11th. It'll be available uh, at 6 a.m. in the morning. I know. I love that. I love that. And I'm glad that I also love the fact that it's free. Like, I feel like Mark is really like appreciating his readers with this uh, very complete story. And he's just mm-hmm. like, here's a Halloween treat. I love it. Yeah. I like that he's doing that. It's very cool. And it's a great story. It's, cool. it's a really great it story. Really it's, got, yeah. it's got some great characters. And I love voicing, giving those characters a voice. Uh, for me, as a voice actor, it was really friggin' cool. Yeah, it was really fun to hear your voice in a feminine tone. <laughs> I appreciate that. A, a chain-smoking, psychotic, middle-aged woman. I, 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 I nailed it. I nailed it. Yeah. I think I think I hear a feature to know coming out. <laughs> oh boy, that's what I was thinking too. And when I was reading that character, I'm like, this is kind of like a a, a younger didn't know with you know when he talks about about her being a chain smoker. So I kind of gave yeah. it that little. That little you hint channeled your, it, so. you channeled your inner Danelle. I did, I did, and I took a lot from listening to Sean because you know he's I've, as a audiobook reader, he's the person I've listened to the most because I've listened to more of Mark's stories than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. That I tried to, you know, it's a you know, WWSD. You know, what would Sean do, or how would Sean read that, and kind of give yeah. it that to give it that familiarity. So you when you had the diehards. They're not, you know, who's this Jeff Royds guy? Screw him kind of thing. I, you know, I want you guys to like it and enjoy it so that Mark continues the series. And if he continues it and I can continue it with him, you know, cloud nine. And, and I said to him, I said, dude, sure, sure. this is like learning how to drive in a Ferrari or in your case, in a really cool Jeep Wrangler that's fully loaded. That's a standard <laughs> shape. Okay. Cherry red. That's what this is for me, you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and given this opportunity is amazing and banging down doors, like I said, and auditioning and just getting nowhere. And you think you're getting close and it's nothing. And for him to give me this opportunity, you know, 
I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> yes, but, you are, sir. So, I hope I hit it out of the park for you guys, and I hope you all enjoy it. It is called The Parent Plague. It'll be available on your podcast feeds next Wednesday at 6 a.m. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Mark. Thank you to my new co-host, Amber Jeff. Smith. We will be back <laughs> next week, next Friday, yes. same podcast time, same podcast channel, where we start with Zombie Fallout 1. one. Get it going. Some asshole go. is licking my people, baby. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So, Amber, <laughs> you have a good night, dear. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Jeff. See you later. Right, see you. Bye. You have been listening to the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Hosted by Jeff Royds. Technical advisor, Mary Napoli. Music by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is property of Chestnut Hill Studios, and no part of the show can be remixed, rewind, remastered, rebroadcasted without the express written consent of Chestnut Hill Studios. Follow the show on Facebook at The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. If you like the show, please give us a five-star rating and review. It does help other people find the show. Make sure to check out all the other titles from Mark Tufo at marktufo.com or at audible.com. Or if you're one of those people that still buys books, they are all available up at Amazon. And they'll be delivered to your house, which is convenient. That is the end of the show. You may now go about your normal day.